0: Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. That's in the Old Testament conduit. That's a brand new concept for us. Joshua chapter 1. Go ahead and turn there. Um, If you have a Bible, that is the big section at the beginning part Uh, for many, 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 many moons. We have been at the smaller section, probably the easier section to read and understand at the back half of the New Testament. But we're in the Old Testament. We're going to actually be parked there for quite a bit. Uh, The book of Joshua, chapter 1. Really, really excited about this one. The book of Joshua. So Here we go. Have you ever been asked by God to do something that required courage? Have you ever been asked by God to do something that required an immense amount of courage? Something that required not just an immense amount of courage, but something that you weren't ready for, that you weren't prepared for. That, that you, it wasn't even on your radar to do. That, that you just, maybe, maybe, maybe perhaps, you just showed up to serve. And then all of a sudden, you were asked to lead. As Pastor Cameron brought us through last week, in kind of a refresher of our vision series... To lead is to serve. And the understanding of leadership is really just serving. So maybe for you, you've just showed up to serve, and then all of a sudden you've been asked to lead. So maybe, have you been in that spot where you just showed up to serve, and then you're just asked to lead? Have you ever been in a spot where you've been asked to lead, and it required this immense ...amount of courage... ...where you've been asked by God... ...to sacrifice... ...it all. Today... ...this series... ...we're going to explore... ...a man's life... ...who sacrificed... ...it all. Who laid down it all. Who was asked... To lay down everything. Who had an immense amount of courage. His name J E S U S. It's not where you thought I was going, was it? If you can spell, that's Jesus. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You've passed test number one, Jesus. Uh, Jesus had an incredible amount of courage. And we're going to get to that in a moment. In fact, we're going to beeline to Jesus in a moment. But before we beeline to Jesus, we are in the book of Joshua. Uh, And I want to talk for just a brief moment about Jesus and Joshua. Because even though we are in the Old Testament... And even though the life of Jesus is in the New Testament, Jesus is no new concept uh, in the New Testament. In fact, J, uh, J, ja, J, ja, J, ja, J, ja, J, ja, J, ja, J, ja was, the, the word J, the sound J wasn't invented. That's probably a better way to say that. That wasn't invented until the English language. Um... The word, in fact, it, um, I know there's so many more uh, better educated people in this room. But, but let's just go basic. Uh, we're not here to, to, to get at that point. But, but let's just, for the sake of comparing the two, um, I've always been obsessed since I was in Bible college. I've always been obsessed with the foreshadow of Joshua and Jesus. And that's, that's where we're going to be in a lot of the series. And I think we're going to see a lot of this in the word of God this morning. Um, Not just this morning and in this series. Between the foreshadow of what Joshua was for the Israelites. And what Jesus is for us. And I love how even if we were to go back to uh, the first century Jewish culture. When you hear the name Jesus. Or even how we would hear it said now. It would be like this. You wouldn't hear Jesus. J-j- you would hear Yeshua. Yeshua. You wouldn't hear Joshua. You wouldn't hear You would hear Yeshua. Yeshua. It's the same name. So not only, you're not hearing two different names. It's the same name. It's the same name. Now if you know a Josh Or Joshua, you do not have permission to start calling them Jesus, okay? All right, that is not okay, all right? That's uh, and it'd be a long story to try to explain that. Uh, It'd be a longer story than what I just tried to explain to you. But I do want you to see the connection. And ultimately, I want you to see the, the deeper connection of where we're at this morning. Joshua. And Jesus and Yeshua, I want you to see the overall picture of where we're headed because we're, con- we're going to be constantly beelining from Jesus to Joshua and the ultimate connection of their name, Yeshua. Now the book of Joshua, uh, guys, I know we've not spent a lot of time in the Old Testament, but this is one of those series and I'm going to ask you, if you're patient with me, I'm going to be really patient with you. It is really, it's going to be really difficult for me not to jump. For, for whoever's up here teaching during this series, it's going to be really difficult for us to not jump and like dive deep into the waters of the biblical history of the Old Testament. Because there is a lot there. When you start talking about the Israelites, you start talking about the battles, you start talking about what God has brought uh, Israel through, and even the very first three words of Joshua. Like, you got to unpack a lot there. You can't just read the first few words of Joshua without, don't look yet, okay? All right, without really realizing that there's a lot going on. Many of us love series, uh, TV series, or or, or drama series, and you 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 know that as you watch these series, there's something, there's some suspense about things, stories unraveling. I want to just encourage you to just hang on a second. And if you're, if maybe you know the book of Joshua, uh, this will be a refresher. Maybe this is like brand new and a little bit scary. Just let's go through this together in the next six weeks. Excuse me, the next uh, seven weeks. Um, as we walk through, uh, as we kind of lump this into Easter, um, as we walk through this series, let's walk through what this means and how this story unravels and how Jesus and Joshua are paired together and how this has everything to do, uh, this actually has everything to do with the resurrection of Jesus. Um, this morning, though, I want to just, I want to I skim the surface of these first nine verses I want to talk about the theme of Joshua. The book of Joshua simply is a book of victory. Now, I know this book is not, it's not going to fit very well in the context of 2019, especially in American culture. Uh, this book is filled with blood and war and conquering and battles and, again, more blood Um, This book is filled with simple obedience and God telling, uh, uh, God commanding armies to conquer um, people. And and God just requiring straight obedience out of his people. Because there is a bigger picture going on. And this morning I just want to simply lay out the theme. Here is the theme of Joshua. Joshua. We're going to hit this theme over and over and over. So if you're taking notes, here's the main theme of the overall picture of Joshua. (laughs) Courage plus obedience equals abundant blessing. Courage plus obedience equals abundant blessing. Get this get this word picture. I believe we have this on the screen. Courage plus obedience equals abundant blessing. Who does not want abundant blessing? Right? Who's like not like no? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm good. Or or like we all have blessing even 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 like even a life that's difficult has some blessing but abundant blessing let me give you a word picture uh here in about mm, a month or two the sun is going to come out more than once a week for an hour <laughs> right uh the sun is going to come out and the heat is going to ro- uh heat up, or it's going to rise, right? I'm trying to think of words here. Um, And things are going to turn green, and all the pretty things are going to start to grow, right? And not only the pretty things, but weeds are going to start to grow, and grass is going to start to grow, and leaves are going to start to grow, and all of a sudden it's like, I'm alive again, and things are growing, and everything starts to grow, right? It's this whole word picture that, ...that the environment affects everything. And when the environment affects everything... ...it begins to touch every part of everything. Does, it, does that make sense? That's this whole idea of abundant blessing. You see, we can each think of different areas in our life... ...where we have blessing. This idea of abundant blessing... ...is that even if something in our life is awful and terrible or man there's some trial here there's some tough times there or there's like i can think of like 12 things over here that are not going right there is abundant blessing going on and this is not this is this is this is this whole comprehensive area of your life when you have courage and obedience there is abundant blessing in your life. And I'm not just talking about circumstance. I'm not, just talking about, I'm not just talking about finance. I'm not just talking about relationship. I'm not just talking about one particular area. I'm talking about just, just like it's going to be in a couple months, a word picture. When that, the heat gets up and the sun is out, everything starts to grow. Abundant blessing gives us that same word picture that everything will begin to grow. That word picture of abundant blessing. Courage plus obedience equals abundant blessing. Okay, this morning, let me. I know that's kind of the overview of Joshua. That's the theme that we're going to keep hitting over and over and over, that courage plus obedience equals abundant blessing. But today, I want to make a simple point. My simple point for this morning is that <laughs> <laughs> that um, this morning, uh, we, all have, we all have this opportunity to conquer fear. We all have this opportunity to have courage. And when we conquer our fear and we step forward in courage... just as Joshua did, then we win. So if fear is the thought, courage is our action. If fear was our thought, then courage is our action. Let's go to Joshua 1. Verse 1 says this. After the death of Moses, Moses, the servant of the Lord, The Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I will give to you. I have given to you, just as I had promised to Moses, from the wilderness. And this Lebanon, as far as the great river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites into the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before all the days of your life. Go back to verse 1. And the, after the death of Moses. I want to I pa- unpack these first few words Of Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses. So. Deep breath. Deep breath. Who's Moses? Moses. So the Israelites. We're going to unpack this in other weeks. But the Israelites came into bondage. God raised up a leader named Moses. To get the Israelites out of bondage. When he got them out of bondage, if you're familiar at all with the story, he raised them out of bondage. He led the Israelites out of bondage, over a million people, led them to a place called the Red Sea. You may be familiar, vaguely familiar with this story. I won't get into the story too much, but he led them to a place called the Red Sea. Um, God parted the Red Sea, and they passed through the Red Sea on dry land. When they passed through the Red Sea on dry land, Pharaoh and their army, the Egyptians... Passed through, chasing after them. God brought down the Red Sea, killed all of the enemies, and the Israelites passed through safely. And now they're on their way, eventually to the Promised Land. God had promised Moses and his uh, and his and his descendants, Abraham, his descendants, the Israel's descendants. Before that, and before that, back up to Abraham and his son, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and his. Grandsons and his grandsons and his grandsons that he would prepare a land, a promised land for them, a place filled and flowing with milk and honey, a place promised for them, a place not just safe but a place of blessing, a place of abundant blessing that they would someday inhabit, that they would someday have, and he's bringing him to that place. He's bringing them. To that place. And they would not only live there, but they would have more children than the sand on the sea, on the seashore. They would have more blessing than they could ever count. And they were waiting for this blessing. And they were waiting for this blessing, and it never came. And even after that bondage, and after they had died and their ancestors had died, they were looking to the heavens and wondering is this ever, ever going to happen? And Moses, as you um, may be familiar or may not be familiar with the story, when you read these first few words and it says after Moses died, you're beginning to think. You're beginning to think, is God really going to fulfill his promise? So if you've ever heard a story where the very beginning scene or you've ever saw a movie where the very beginning scene is this tragic of a scene. You're really wondering where this is going. And you're hearing me begin this story by saying, wait, this is a book of victory? And the main character, like the actual main character of pretty much the whole Old Testament is dead? Who God had promised that they would, del- he would help him deliver his people to victory and now he's dead? hold up, hold the phone. What's happening? This is a book, the book of Joshua is a book of victory? I'm confused. If the leader's dead, what in the world is God doing? I would be filled with fear you would be filled with fear. Our thoughts would be fear. Ladies and gentlemen, you and your thoughts would be fear. You're in a good spot because that's exactly where Joshua is. Now before we get any deeper into that, See, I I promised you I wouldn't go there. But where are you at today? This is roughly 1,400 years BC. So this is roughly, do the math, carry the one. This is roughly 3,400 years ago. So fast forward 3,400 years later, here we sit. Same human bodies, right? What do you sit here? What is the thought? Fear was the thought, but courage is your action. What is the thought right now in your life? Maybe not as, maybe not as grandeur as leading, at this point for Joshua, leading 2.5 million Israelites... We won't compare. Comparison is is poison, okay, guys? Right? But what is your thought of fear today? I want you to think about that. What What is in your mind today that is the fear that you have? What is the thought that you dwell on that is easy to... What is the thing in your mind that is easy to give up on? Is it is it your your spouse? Your is it your marriage? Is it your is it a friendship? Is it your job? Is it Is it yourself? Is it your brother? Is it your sister? Is it that coworker? Is it Hey. Maybe it was a, a little bit like Joshua. Maybe it was maybe it was this God that made all these big promises that you had seen do the impossible. God had moved heaven God has moved heaven and earth In your life. You've seen him do it. He's he's healed you. He's helped you. He's brought people in your life. He's provided for you. He's led you. He's healed. he's, he's, He's helped you through so many dark times in your life. He's helped your family. He's brought you places that you never thought he would bring you. He's brought you to so many places that you, he's blessed you in so many ways. In the past, you could think of so many time periods. Older, older people in the room. He's brought you to seasons of abundant blessing that you can think of years and decades of abundant blessing. But now, you're looking back and you're like, God, I know at some point you were the God of abundant blessing, but right now it seems dry. And here I sit. And metaphorically, Moses is dead. God, I'm, I'm like, I'm here. I'm at the beginning, and I'm here at church, and we're singing, and like, I'm all in. But at the same time, I'm, I'm trusting you. Woo! I'm all in. Fear is my thought. Courage is my action. I'm here in I'm hearing the preacher this morning, but I'm just not sure how to move forward. Maybe this morning for you, you need courage. Maybe that's you this morning. Maybe this morning my word is, is, is a shot in the arm of courage. But maybe for you this morning right here in this middle section, maybe for you this word isn't as Pardon pardon this the phrase but maybe this word isn't as exciting or sexy but like this word in the middle obedience courage courage is exciting come on you got it dude you got this run faster Go! Go! Run! Catch the goal, ball! Go, my favorite sports team! Go! I'm waving the towel for you, bro! You got this! woo You're amazing! You can do this! That's courage. Obedience! Obedience? Obedience? What does that look like? Obedience looks like, sometimes it's like, Sometimes it's silent. It's five in the morning. It's do what I say. It's as harsh as if you love me, keep my commandments. It's, <laughs> it's ten commandments on a stone tablet carried down by Moses, a guy named Moses, right? But, but listen just as powerful, just as effective. Courage plus obedience equals abundant blessing. You need both. Both are needed. Both are needed for abundant blessing. Listen, you guys need to hear this. I need to hear this. This is important. So many people, they want one. No, excuse me. They want abundant blessing. And they just want their, 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 their butt padded. They just want to be encouraged. They don't want to do the hard work. I see this all the time. They want, oh my goodness, I can't give examples. I can't do that. Can't do that. Stick with my notes. <laughs> Stick with my notes. You need both. You need both. We want abundant blessing, but we can't, we can't stray. We can't get away from, we have to have both is so important we can't get away from the fact that he is on the throne and he is God and if he's, he sees what we don't and he is the boss we are not and he's not giving us stuff to do he's not saying if you love me keep my commandments because he wants us to be like squirming and tortured and he wants to be like domineering over us and just do what I say no he sees something we don't Kid, our kid is running, like, as fast as they can towards the street. And we're saying, stop. We're not saying stop because we don't like the run. We're saying stop because there's a car coming. When God says stop, he's not saying stop because he doesn't like our run. He's saying stop because he knows he doesn't want us to get hurt. It's easy for us to get that as a parent. But why can't we get that as a son? Of the king, why can't we understand that? You see, abundant blessing is like this. Abundant blessing. Let me define it this way. Um, earlier this week, um, my daughter Mabel, <laughs> I have, I have, I have like sermon analogies for years because of Mabel. I love her. She's a character. I love her. Okay, move on. I told her. I was standing in the kitchen. I said, Mabel. Go get your sippy cup out of the living room. Um, go get your sippy cup out of the living room. And she just looks at me. Okay, Mabel, go get your sippy cup out of the living room. <sighs> Mabel, right here. Go get your sippy cup out of the living room. Looks, I mean, she's not doing anything. She just looks right at me, right? Doesn't do a thing. Three times, nothing. Fourth time. Mabel, Go get your sippy cup out of the living room so I can fill it with juice. Gone. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, have y'all ever been motivated by abundant blessing in the name of juice, right? Right? Um, and I said juice, all right? Um, that's the idea sometimes, and I'm not saying God bribe your kids or that God bribes us. But there's something about, there's something about abundant blessing. Guys, the Israelites, there's something here. It's a book of victory. The book of Joshua is a book of victory. God was leading them to the promised land. No, it wasn't juice, but God was leading them to a place of abundant blessing. And not just the destination, But the journey of God showing up. Guys, the book of Joshua is not a diary. But you better believe it. It's a journal of promise after promise after promise of bragging on God showing up. And God showing up. And God having victory. And God having victory. about God showing up and having victory in battle. And another battle. And another battle. But it was because of the head courage. In obedience, and equal to abundant blessing. I want to finish this part in verse. Uh, f- let's start in verse five and let me finish this message out. Um, I want to I want to finish this part out just in regards or in the context of leaders. Um, because that's where Cameron. Um, I asked him I asked him uh, specifically to uh, set up last week uh, in revisiting our vision. Series. I asked him to set up the series um, because a lot of the context of Joshua is leadership. Joshua stepped in because of Moses' death. He was the assistant to, to Moses. Everything he saw Moses do, even though he wasn't, his name was never mentioned, he was there. He stepped into a leadership role in a very extreme moment of adversity. The context of Joshua is about leadership. And I feel like the context of this, the rest of this chapter and the rest of this book is about servant leadership. So my encouragement to you and to me, no matter who you are, man, woman, or child in this room, if you are in this room, you are a leader leader. You have an opportunity to lead because you serve. I don't care what age you are, what gender you are. You have an opportunity at your home, your church, your city, your school, your job to lead and change everything. You get to step into a situation and lead through adversity. You get to step into the situation and do exactly what I'm about to read. I love this. And because it can be really scary and it's really tempting to be full of fear. Fear can be your thought, but courage can be your action. Fear can be your thought, but courage can be your action. You got that? Fear can be your thought, but courage can be your action. So read or hear this in the context of, of leadership. Verse 5. Again, there are, they're on their way to the promised land. Verse 5 says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. This is God's promise, Joshua. Imagine God saying to you, as he is right now in Joshua to you, God is saying to you, you have a guaranteed victory. Guys, you have a guaranteed victory. Just as I was with Moses, leaders, just as I was with Moses, I am with you. I was with Joshua and Moses, and I am with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Does that sound familiar? I think he says that to Peter too. He says that to Peter. I will not leave you or forsake you. He says that to Joshua. He says that to you. He says that to Peter. There's a common theme here. Let me beeline right to Jesus again. Jesus says it. He says it to you. He says it to Joshua. God is everywhere. God is with us. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. If he's asked you to do something, there's your courage. There's your obedience. There's your abundant blessing. Add it all together. You can't lose. It's guaranteed victory, guys. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong. Be courageous for this cause. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers. Oh, there's a promise of God right there. He promised this to the fathers that He would give it to them. Verse 7, Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. Verse 8, this book of the law, this is that obedience part, this book of the law shall not depart of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. In other words, God wrote a book, and the Bible is boss. For when, then, you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. verse nine. Here's the theme verse of the entire I think the entire book, verse nine says, "Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. If you ever got permission from your pastor to get a tattoo, please stop recording this right now. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, this would be the one. Uh, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Courage. Courage. Leaders, courage, this is it. Break through the barricades, face the giant, climb the mountain, bust through the wall. This is where we stand up to the bully. Etc. 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 Because here's the deal the thing that Moses faced. Remember that past leader went through? Now prepared Joshua for the very same deal. The very same thing. And back there at the beginning of chapter 1 when he says, Go and cross this Jordan. <laughs> this river Jordan, which we're going to get to next week. There's your cliffhanger. Wow. It's spring. This huge mountain, Mount Hermon. All the snow has melted. And it's come down in the River Jordan. And it says it's flooded the banks. And it's come down. And God just told Joshua, take 2.5 million people and cross the river. And here's how you're going to do it. Tell the priests. Tell the pastors. Step in the water first with the ark of the... (laughs) I'm going to stop right there because it's such a good story. It's such a good story. Be courageous. Be courageous. Here's some quick application. Uh, Recently, our leadership was at a conference. And uh, a guy by the name of Patrick Lincioni said this, quote... He said, as leaders, he says, uh, willingly suffer for those you lead, so they will suffer less. You guys that are here, the moms, dads, teachers, coaches, anybody that's a leader of any sort, think about those that you're leading, or maybe somebody that that you're like taking care of. Who are you leading? Who? Somebody. Willingly suffer for those you lead so they will suffer less. And I think he goes on to say something a little bit more in context. And he shares three quick things. He says, three ways to demonstrate courage. Let me bust through them real quick. Three ways to demonstrate courage. Number one, embrace conflict. Embrace conflict. Don't be afraid of conflict. Hit it head on. Number 2 hold people accountable. Number 3 be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. It may hurt and it may and you may never experience the positive. That's the part I want to park on for a second. It may hurt and you may never experience the positive. When you're a leader, the temptation is to be like, I got it all together, right? But I think to be a true leader is to serve. And when you serve, you have to be vulnerable. It may hurt and you may never experience the positive. And I would argue that Jesus was the greatest example of this. Because Jesus was vulnerable even though he was God. God with skin. And he did experience the positive. This is powerful. Jesus was vulnerable. He did experience the positive. Jesus experienced. Remember, remember the, the continuation here? Courage plus obedience equals abundant blessing. Jesus did experience the positive. Jesus experienced the abundant blessing. He had the courage... To come to this earth. Think about it from a human standpoint. Jesus had the courage to come to this earth to experience human relationships and friendships. He came to this earth to save us, to die for our sins, to die, um, to be on mission. He then was obedient unto death and to follow through with his Father's plan, Father God's plan. Um... To die for our sins. And then he ultimately received abundant blessing of resurrection and being reunited with his heavenly father. This is all for you and I. This is the gospel. This is the picture of Joshua and Jesus. This is what Jesus modeled and mirrored what Jesus did. Excuse me. What, this is what Jesus mirrored from what Joshua did. He mirrored this picture of leadership, courage, obedience, and abundant blessing. See, even though Jesus was God, he still modeled earthly leadership. That's a big part of why he came to live as a human. He was 33 years as a human, he was 100% God, 100% man. He showed us an example of actually how to live. He ate food, he had friends, he had a brother. He had an earthly mom and dad. He showed us how to live. He showed us these leadership principles. He showed courage, displayed obedience, displayed what it looks like to live under authority. And he had abundant blessing because of it. Beautiful picture of how he sacrificed himself to give us eternal life through his sacrifice. And by faith in him and the gospel, we can have eternal life with him and give him praise and honor and glory forever and ever and ever as the king of kings and the lord of lords but joshua and the israelites experienced the abundant blessing as well and we're going to hear a little bit more about that next week all right would you bow your heads and close your eyes some closing i have two two questions for you to ponder two questions for you to ponder And then I'd like you to respond. I'd like you to respond in your own way. There's always a response to, uh, or an opportunity to come pray up front. Um, You're always invited to do so, but I want you to, before you do that, I want you to simply, as your your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I, I really want you to, to, To answer these questions in your own mind. What is this river God has asked you to step into? That you needed reminded to have courage for? In other words, if it's courage plus obedience equals abundant blessing. What today is God asking you to have courage to do or keep doing? What today do you simply need to step out of your seat and come forward and bow your knee and pray and simply say, God, I'm giving you the sign of worship. I'm saying, God, I'm going to have courage to do this. What is the river God has asked you to step into that today you need to be reminded to have courage for? Second question Son, daughter, what has he asked of us today that you need to be reminded to have obedience for? It's as simple as that. Obedience. It's not as fun of a word. But as Abba Father has asked us, what has he asked of you that he simply... That you'd be willing today to say, God, I will obey. God, I, I, in faith, I, I will obey. That you'd be willing to, to say this morning, I, I'm in. I'm in, God. I will obey. Father God, I just pray over this um, this church this morning. I just ask that that as courage and obedience and abundant blessing, just as clear as day, is in our hearts. God, that there'd be that there'd be movement, there'd be movement in our lives. That that we are, that we would not be stagnant, that we would not be still. That we would not be still. You've called us to go and to do, that we would not stay where we're at. That we'd have the courage to, to go forward. That we have the obedience to do, to get back to where we're supposed to be or to go where you've asked us to go. Because there's abundant blessing to be had. God, just call us to where you want us to be. God, I just ask for your spirit to be gentle in this moment. It's gentle in this moment as you speak to us. Kind of, would you stand?